Welcome to the Sacred Defiance podcast. This one's for the rebels, for the rule breakers and risk takers, for the ones who aren't afraid to get a little bit dangerous. Because we're staging a jailbreak. We're breaking out of the prison. Good girl conditioning has held so many of us hostage in and claiming the power that's rightfully ours. So we can get on with the business of being happy and free and doing our great work in the world. So if that's your jam, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Ashley Morgan. Let's go to the show. Hi, friend. Welcome back to the Sacred Defiance podcast. I am your host, Ashley Morgan, and I'm thrilled to have you back here with me today. (laughs) Apologies in advance if I don't sound 100%. Man, oh man. Um, I don't know what this thing is, this like little voice throat thing that just doesn't seem to want to like make its full exit. And so anyway, I'm sounding a little froggy and uh, I don't love it, but, um, you know, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. So here we are. (laughs) So we're talking today about the biggest misconception around boundaries. And I, I think this is such an important conversation because so much of what I see the resistance to boundaries is, is it's like us making our standards about other people and us making the likes and dislikes and preferences and limits and non-negotiables and, you know, desires and just what we want to experience in our life about other people and allowing that kind of narrative and allowing that idea to be the thing that holds us back from really going after and creating the lives that we want. But the fact of the matter is, is boundaries really are a tool that allow you to exercise agency and creative control in your life. And that's like a fancy way of saying like you get to have choice, you get to have voice, you get to have 100% like freedom and power to live your life with autonomy and I say this all the time and it's something that because of you know my lived experience I believe in wholeheartedly and that is your life should be your idea all of it every little bit every single piece of your life should be something that you chose not something that you settled for and if you're ever going to create, like, if you're ever going to create the life experience that you want, it's going to come at the expense of personal comfort. And I say that because more often than not, the ways in which you have lived uh, that maybe have been comfortable because of keeping the peace in certain relationships and like keeping the peace in work and like keeping the peace with your partner and like all the times you bite your tongue and you don't say what you really want or say what you really need or say what you really think like all of that keeps other people comfortable and it shoves down your discontent and eventually in my experience that discontent goes from like kind of a nagging like itch into this like raging bitch who's like I have to I have to live my life in a different way and then it becomes this like very big production of like you like blowing things up and like just needing to really radically shift and transform your life and so today we're going to talk about just the the boundaries that you uphold first and foremost with yourself because it starts with 
you. It starts with you. So before we get too far into today's episode, I do want to remind you that I have a one-on-one coaching program. It's three months long called Badass Boundaries. We go through, we audit every area of your life and we look at where things are at right now, where you desire for them to be, like what standard do you desire to uphold in those areas? And how do we bridge that gap? How do we actually get you from a place of like, I'm kind of settling in these various areas to I'm experiencing actually, like I'm actually experiencing the things that I really deeply desire. So we go through, we audit each and every area, and then we come up with a strategy and a plan for how it looks to go and implement those things. And most importantly, and I think some of the most important work that I do uh, is helping you dissolve the emotional charge around setting the boundary. There's so much fear around disappointing people and upsetting people and like losing out on relationship and we let those feelings lead rather than our desire. And so the more we are able to reframe our situation, our perspective of boundaries, the more we start to feel differently about those boundaries. And when our feelings support what it is that we're trying to create, it it just starts getting easier, so much easier to go out and do the thing that you really deeply desire. So if that sounds like support that you desire, something you want, hit me up on Instagram at Ashley Morgan Live. I would love to be your guide on that journey and uh, we can chat and see if it's a good fit. So as I've been saying, your boundaries are about you. They're about your quality of life. They're about how you want to live. They're about what you deem valuable and important. They're about your standards. They are about your expectations. Uh, and, and all of that starts with you. You are at the impetus of everything. You are at the center of absolutely everything in your life. And so that is why I say the most important relationship that you can cultivate is the relationship that you have with self. You in your life should feel like you are at home. You know that feeling when you've been like out and about all day and you've been like wearing a bra and you've been like maybe you've been wearing heels or boots or something that's uncomfortable and you walk in the door And you just get to strip everything off and put on your comfy clothes and you just exhale because you're at home and and, and home feels like safe and home feels like you and home feels cozy and comfortable and like that feeling of like being wrapped up in your favorite blanket with a cup of warm tea in your hand or a glass of Cabernet. Like that's how you should feel within yourself. That's how I want you to feel within yourself. And and that comes from spending so many years of my life not feeling that way, like fundamentally feeling like my existence was purely to be in service of other people and my relationship with self mattered so little. And so on the other side of that, like where I'm at now, where I hold up my relationship with self as like the highest priority in my life. You know why? I am the only one that has to go to bed at night and lay my head down on a pillow at night and be good with me. Like, yes, partner. Yes, kids. Yes, family. Yes, friends. Yes, career. Yes, business. Yes to all of those things. But at the end of the day, you got to be good with you. And if that's not okay, if that's not good, if that's not where it needs to be, everything else is going to suffer. First and foremost, everything else is going to suffer. And also, like, you just freaking deserve to live a good life. Like, 
it, there no if ands or buts about it no like needing to justify why you deserve it why like no no need to like even question or wonder whether or not you are good enough for it or worthy of it you get to live a good life you get to live the life that you want you get to like experience the things in your life that you really deeply desire right i i <laughs> I used to pray. I used to pray and ask God to take away my desire and take away my dreams because I felt so frustrated in my life. It felt like I couldn't have the things that I really wanted. And I didn't understand why I kept wanting those things if they weren't actually available. And the scripture says, you know, he will give you the desires of your heart. But my desires kept being unmet. And I kept looking for things and people outside of myself to meet those desires, to meet those needs, to like somehow give to me the things that truly only I could do for myself. I think I said in a recent episode, there is no boundary police that's like going to come into your life and say, oh, you're looking a little emotionally exhausted. Uh, you're, you're doing a little bit too much. I'm going to need you to like go ahead and chill. There's, there, there's nobody who knows the insides of your biggest dreams, your biggest hopes, your biggest like desires, wants, and, and you, you know those things because you're in your lived experience. And when you are honest with yourself and you stop lying to yourself, yes, you stop lying to yourself about the crappy experience that you're having and you just get honest and you say I'm radically discontent and this discontent is 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 it's veering towards resentment and anger which is what happens by the way Um, you ignore yourself long enough eventually you start to resent everything in your life that you have chosen to prioritize over yourself eventually all of that comes it all comes to a head it just really truly does so I used to pray God take away the desire the desire never went away never went away. And so eventually when I realized, okay, it's been years I've been praying this prayer, nothing has changed um, (laughs) in terms of like how I'm feeling, how I'm frustrated. um, That meant that was like a wake up call. It was a wake up call that made me see, okay, I can't expect the world around me to be different and treat me different and have a different experience in my life in relation to other people and other things if I'm not taking some sort of action on my own to make my life different, to make my life better. So when I say your boundaries are about you, they are truly about you getting honest with yourself and saying, what have I been tolerating? What have I been putting up with? What have I been available for? What have I been accepting? And what is the, like, what's this, what's the new standard? What is no longer acceptable? It's you deciding, I, I, I'm going to live my life and it's going to be good no matter what. You know why? Because I'm, I'm breathing, I'm existing, I'm living as a human being. And if that's you, if you're under the sound of my voice, then you should be living a good life period. (laughs) No question, again, about deservedness, enoughness, worthiness, whatever. If goodness is available in life, it is meant for you. That's, That's a belief that you can choose to opt into today, right now, in this moment. It takes no work. It just simply takes you choosing to change your mind. And so you get to decide that you get to live a good life. And then you also get to decide that you have agency and you have power and you have control over what goes on in your life because you do and the lie I used to believe and probably the one that you're believing is that you don't 
that other people and, and other things outside of you make the rules. They absolutely do not. You get to decide how your life goes. You get to decide how your life goes. And you start taking back that power, all that power that's been like parceled off, right? That's been parceled off and given to jobs and given to bosses and given to partners and given to friends and given to family members. You get to reclaim that for yourself. And it starts with looking at your discontent, looking at what you've been tolerating, look at what you've been, you know, available for and putting up with and deciding like, here's, here's the fucking line. Like, here's the standard. Here's, here's the new, like, we are not doing anything beyond this, outside of this. Like, this is the new limit. This isn't just a willy nilly request, a, a hope, a dream, a wish. This is an expectation. My life gets to look like this. It gets to feel like this. It gets to be this way. And then you start upholding standards first with yourself and then with other people. And that's where you really start to shift. So I'm going to share with you five boundaries I enforce with myself. I shared this on Instagram and TikTok. And I think between both places, it got like, I don't know hundreds of shares and like 15 or 20,000 views or something. It's, you know, a substantial amount. And um, beyond that, I got multiple messages from people that said, these are standards I would like to uphold with myself. And there was struggle, there was resistance. And, you know, I generally think anytime there is resistance, there is like some sort of fear, like that's underpinning why you're resisting the thing that you're resisting. So um, anyway, I don't know that I'm going to jump into that today, but we are going to break down what the five boundaries are that I enforce with myself and what the results have been of making that decision. So let's go. And I, oh my God, when I tell you some of these things are 100% going to set you free, they are going to set you free. You're welcome in advance. So number one, I don't try to have the last word. <laughs> Somebody is upset with me. Someone has a difference of, of opinion. Someone has a different perspective. Someone disagrees with me. I let them. I just let them. I just, I, I, I got a message from somebody, I don't know, several weeks back and they said, you should be doing X, Y, and Z. And I just, I read the message and I ignored it. <laughs> I had absolutely zero, zero response. You know Why? Because I, I, I still love that person. I care about them. And also, their opinion about what I was doing 100% did not matter. And so uh, that is freedom for me. That is freedom when you can engage with someone, particularly someone you're in a, in a relationship with that you care about, that you want to continue to be in relationship with and move forward with. When they say something to you and you don't feel like you have to keep going back and proving your point and justifying yourself and explaining yourself and, you know, getting their approval or validation or whatever, like new level of peace unlocked. Like that in and of itself is a code for greater personal freedom, truly. Number two, I don't share details about my life beyond what's comfortable. <laughs> I, 
I, I, you know, I'm on the socials and I'm going to be honest with you. If I didn't do what I do for work, um, I would be on social media even less than I am now because we all know I'm not above several days off stories and whatnot. And not because I don't think it's a fun place. Like I curate my feed in a way that like I generally don't get a lot of crazy stuff. And I have cultivated people in my, I feel like community and people who, you know, spend time with me here that are generally very kind and respectful and also, I don't uh, debate people on social media uh, because, again, choosing peace and not needing to engage with people who have a difference of perspective for the sake of engaging, um, you know, so there's boundaries. Again, like there are just ways that I uh, interact on the platform that just <laughs> allow me to stay at peace. But um, in general, here's what I'll say. I see so many like little video clips you know on, on whether it's Instagram or TikTok or whatever um where people are like I get asked like questions about my life that I don't feel comfortable like answering about like kids and about like uh dating and about the status of your marriage and about weight and about job and about money and and just like what's going on with you etc and the fact of the matter is this like nobody is entitled to know anything about your life no one's entitled to any information any personal detail that you do not want to share period period no explanation required no justification required like just unnecessary I saw something recently actually it might have been today today or yesterday I don't remember uh where someone was saying if you want to cancel um not cancel they were saying if you want to like reject a meeting invite because it's after work hours tell them that it's your fa your family time no tell them the meeting is outside of work hours and then like there's other available times on my calendar feel free to pick one and and let that be it they don't need an explanation that if you put a 6 p.m meeting on the calendar you're already into family time and so you're not available. They, nobody needs that information. I mean, unless, of course, you, you want to explain that, but just know that you don't. You don't need to justify to anyone why you're not taking a meeting outside of work hours. Like, are you kidding me? So don't share details about your life beyond what you're comfortable with. And here's what I'll say, too. Because I do, I do public talks, I do corporate talks, and I tell a lot of stories. And I tell stories about my life, and I tell stories about relationships, and I tell stories about things that I've learned over the course of a decade and a half in corporate America. And sometimes I talk about being a woman and being a black woman, and and you know, I talk about my divorce, and just I tell stories, right? I talk about my dad's death, and how you know challenging that has been. And I have a rule about stories. And I tell stories up to the knees. So from like an emotional perspective in particular, and um, this is more for, you know, I think if you are, I mean, I guess this could technically, it could apply to any scenario. But in particular, if you're somebody who, you know, gives talks or gives presentations or are in meetings trying to craft a you know compelling position for an idea that you have uh, the stories that I tell are always just up to the knees in terms of my emotional state like I'm not going to talk about something that's like a fresh open wound like if, if it's going to emotionally reach to my like waist heart 
shoulders like be be overtaking me from like an emotional place I'm not talking about that story it's just not something that needs to be shared because at a certain point it stops being compelling if you can't like control and direct um, you know the the outcome of the story if you can't navigate your emotions around it then it's it, then it's not ready yet in my in my personal opinion it's not ready yet for public consumption so I keep the emotion in the story to knee level and that's just my personal philosophy of course you're free to you know take up whatever you like but again um, the most important thing I can tell you is that you don't have to share any details about your life beyond what's comfortable I don't um, and that really carries me over into the next one. Number three, I stopped over explaining decisions I've made. And again, this is just a practice in peace. You're a grown up, you're an adult, and um, people can inquire, even people that you love, even people that you have a close relationship with. If you make a decision about your life, about your career, about your relationships, about your weight, about you know, something that you have changed or shifted or adjusted in life, you really don't owe anyone an explanation. Right. And that can sound harsh and that can sound mean and that can sound unkind. But frankly, I just think it's it it's none of those things, actually. I mean, I think of it just as like you giving yourself the gift of privacy. And I know in the era of social media where it's like super common to like air out your dirty laundry in all the places and all the ways. Um, and even in relationships with other people, like, yes, there is there has to be an exchange of like safety and space and vulnerability and all of those things that allow you to be connected, right? We are human beings that are wired for connection. But often, especially in the past, if you have been someone who has struggled with boundaries, you have found yourself needing to justify or um, like prove that what you're doing is the right decision and like needing other people to validate that for you, other people needing to agree. And that's just, it's just simply not true. You get to decide, here's what I'm doing with my life. And even if people don't like it, even if people don't understand it, I'm not going to explain it you know and and if you have a feeling where you want to invite people in to that decision you want to offer context and all of those things it should be your choice it should be something that you do from love it should be something that you do for um, the added value of of the relationship it should not be something that you do under duress. It should not be something that you do under obligation. And it should not be something that you're doing because you feel like some other person is entitled to specific information about why you're doing what you're doing. Nobody's entitled to that. They, they just aren't. They really aren't. And I, and I think the one caveat to that is your life partner, you know, because whoever you select to be your life partner, like they're in it with you. And so there are likely some things that you are going to have to discuss with that person. Um, but by and large, like outside of your most intimate relationships, nobody is owed an explanation for why you decide to do what you've decided to do. Ooh, this is a yummy one. Oh man, it's so good. Uh, I don't rush to fix others' emotional discomfort. I don't rush to fix others' emotional discomfort. Uh, this is not something that I used to do very well in the past as, and, and God, oh man, I, I never would have said in the past that I was a quote unquote people pleaser. Here's what I would have said. I would have said, I really love the people in my life. I really like supporting people. I really value that the relationships that I have. I want to make sure that people have what they need. I want to make sure that, you know, people are taken care of and people are supported. 
And so as a result, that would look like, you know, trying to kind of manage outcomes and manage conditions and manage circumstances so that they were not uncomfortable. And, um, you know, this is, uh, you know, this came up really heavily for me this past fall when I started to make the decision around like moving and, and all of that. Um, and people in my life were so, people in my life were so disappointed. They were disappointed because they're like, we don't, I, I don't really want you to go. Like I, I'll never forget, you know, I was standing in the parking lot, um, with my nephew and he looked at me and he was like, I love you, Tata, and I want you to be happy, but I don't want you to go. And he's looking at me with that little face and, and I'm looking at him thinking, man, I don't have any kids, but if I did, I think I'd love them like I love you like it's just it's it's that feeling of like your heart is like walking around outside of your body and um I was just like crushed and like it, just feeling you know I drove away you know just like tears streaming down my face trying to like make peace with the fact that like oh he's he's in emotional distress you know and he's he's 14 um he's in emotional distress over my decisions you know and and I told him I was like you know I have to do this because one day you're going to be my age and you're going to want to do something you're going to have a dream or a vision that nobody else can see but you and you're going to want to pursue it and other people aren't going to get it and they're not going to understand it and then you're going to think about me and you're going to think about how I did the thing that was scary and uncomfortable and looked kind of ridiculous and didn't really seem to make sense and then you're going to have a blueprint you're going to have a model you're going to have somebody in your life who you can point to and say yeah they did it and it worked out okay so I know I know this is hard you know but it's going to be fine and you know of course I'm telling him that and on the inside I'm like god I hope this is true But, you know, that, and, and of course that's, that's one interaction and, and, and he's, you know, he's still a kid. Um, but in, in times past, there have been a lot of times where I've, you know, sat in meetings with people that I care about, you know, particularly this was, man, this was common in church, um, or in mentoring relationships and things like that, where you're sitting in meetings and you're like biting your tongue and you're not saying what you really think or saying what you feel like really needs to be said. And because you want to keep the peace because you just, you you don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to ruffle feathers and, you know, maybe sitting in, in meetings at work where something is being discussed and you're like, absolutely not, you know, and perhaps you say something or don't say something, or you say a softer watered down version of the thing that you really want to say because you are trying to manage other people you are trying to control other people and so I've stopped doing that and let me tell you just allowing other people to be responsible for their own emotional states um, because you can't actually control someone else's emotions emotions are you know I don't want to get too far into the science about this. I've talked about it on a recent on a recent episode, but essentially, unconscious mind produces uh, thoughts that lead to sensation in your body, and those emotions are designed in order to get you to do something, in order for you to take a specific action. And so, um, you can't actually make someone feel something. 
like how they feel, what emotional range they experience has everything to do with how their mind is processing information and processing data. So no matter how you, you tiptoe around, no matter what eggshells you walk on, other people are still going to perceive you the way that they're going to perceive you. That's based on their lived experiences, their biases, their traumas, their learnings about the world, their conditioning, their programming, etc. All of those things are creating the filter by which they interpret your behavior and thus producing their emotions. You can't actually do it. Oh, that was a mouthful. So anyway, I don't rush to fix others' emotional discomfort. And that has freed me up a lot emotionally. That that's a, a much a significantly less amount of responsibility that I'm taking on. And it gives you a lot more spaciousness to be at peace and just be good within yourself. Okay, last but not least, I don't say yes to requests from duty or obligation. Whew, man, oh man. Um, <laughs> I feel like that in and of itself could probably be a conversation for another day. But I just, I think one of the things that tends to happen in relationships with people and, at, you know, personally and professionally is you end up being someone who has capacity and has bandwidth. And so then you feel like you are obligated to say yes and rather than doing for someone or taking on extra workload or taking on a special project or a stretch assignment uh, because you desire it because you want it because it's significant for you because you see it as a growth opportunity because it's something that challenges you it excites you and the prospect of doing it like it lights you up and it's coming from love it can be something you feel pressured to do obligated to do and so when you say yes to requests from that place that's when you get led down the path of like anger and frustration and resentment all of those things build up and then they create this very unhealthy dynamic between you and the other person if it's a personal relationship or you and your job right and so when you filter through your yes and make a determination about whether or not you are agreeing to something from a place of love or fear like it's a it's a really powerful place to be in right like one of the things I ask myself um, when I'm agreeing to do something when I'm not agreeing to do something is am I making this decision from love or fear am I making this decision from a place of love and abundance and devotion and generosity or am I making this decision uh, because I am afraid that something bad will happen if I don't agree to this person or this person's request or demand, right? And so those are really important questions that you have to ask yourself. So benefits, what benefits have come from me making these standards that I hold with myself, like boundaries that I enforce first and foremost with myself? Number one, and and I think I've kind of talked about this as we've gone through each one, but just more mental and emotional peace, um, burnout is like the highest it's ever been. And if you break down burnout into like its core components, the leading cause is emotional exhaustion. Well, emotional exhaustion, yes, it is you needing to know how to regulate your own personal emotions, you needing to be able to regulate your nervous system, but it's also you like managing how much of other people's emotional states you are taking on, 
right? And so a big part of, you know, like not trying to fix stuff for people, not trying to be other people's emotional center, emotional regulators, like not trying to be someone's fixer, then you have space and and you have spaciousness and you have room and you have energy for yourself. I know, shocking, shocking, radical concept, right? I'm more present for what matters most right now and a greater ability and have a greater ability to focus. That's number two, big benefit. I am more present for what matters most right now and have a greater ability to focus. Uh, Truly, I, (laughs) you know, and again, this seems obvious and it seems simple, but the fact of the matter is, is we can know things in our head logically and then not play those things out in our lives um, for, God, just a a variety of reasons. But when I tell you that you get back, when when you allow yourself to prioritize your energy and your emotional well-being, you get greater focus back. You get creativity back. You get intelligence back. You get logic back. You get to show up in your life, in the relationships that matter, in the places that matter from this renewed state. And that's hard to really put a a price tag on. Okay, number three, no more resentment. (laughs) Like I used to exist with a high level of resentment, like bubbling under the surface. And that was after years and years of years of giving and feeling like what I was giving was not being fully reciprocated. And so anytime you feel like you're giving out, 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 you're giving out and not getting enough back in return and like perpetually kind of operating on empty, resentment builds up and eventually that resentment turns into anger. That anger usually boils over into rage and then it becomes like something much bigger than it has to be. And so stop it while it's small. (laughs) Oh gosh. And, and, And I think more importantly, right, is like when you decide that you're not going to exist in a, in a world where resentment is acceptable and it's an acceptable emotional state to be in, You're able to give of yourself, of your time, and of your resources purely from desire, from love, and generosity, which is like the foundation for like healthy connection, healthy personal relationships, healthy relationships with your work. Uh, So like that's what you really want to be striving for. Um, Number four. I think that's number four. You have more energy. I have more energy because I'm not carrying around, again, emotional and mental baggage from other people. Oh my God. And this again may feel like super uncomfortable because you as a woman have been conditioned to prioritize other people and prioritize what other people need and prioritize their comfort over your own. But when I tell you, goodness gracious, the amount of just like energy you get back when you are not trying to be like the emotional manager and like emotional baggage handler of other people, like it's just, it's truly extraordinary. And so let this be yet another invitation for you to, um, you know, just take off that role and take off that responsibility and allow people to be responsible for themselves. I feel, lastly, this is number five, I feel stronger and more powerful. I And these things are signals to myself that I have my own back. 
And, you know, that's really what self-advocacy is about. It's about you having your own back. It's about you showing up in life from the energy of no matter what, I've got me. And I guess what I'll say about this also is that this can feel a little bit foreign and it, it, you experience the benefits of it over time. Um, there is often, you know, um, a, a transition period where you're communicating these new standards, where you're off operating differently, where you are governing yourself differently as it relates to other people and your relationship with them. And so that can mean that you're having, you know, high stakes communication and you are, you know, just having to go and and kind of just do things differently. And that's okay. Like, it's fully and completely okay. It's okay for you to feel uncomfortable as you do it. But just know that the more you lean into that discomfort, the more you push out your edges. So first and foremost, do know that. Also, you know, back to a previous episode, it's just this idea around you get to write the story around like the boundaries. Like if you are telling yourself the people in my life really love me and they really want me to live a good, a great life. They want me to have a good quality of life. They want me to have well-being, all of these things. Like if that's the story, then that's, you know, the, the emotion behind taking these actions that are for your peace and your happiness and your well-being and you living a life that's like you thriving when you're telling a story that the people in your life love you, support you, want the best for you, then it gets so much easier to go in and make these edits and make these adjustments. And and the beauty, too, is that as you do this, as you go out into the world, right, <laughs> as you go out into the world and start re-educating people on how to treat you and what your new standards are and what you're not available for and what you're not doing and you open yourself up to live life um, in a fuller, bigger way from a place of more happiness and more joy and more well-being, you invite other people to do the same you invite other people to do the same. If you can think of another woman in your life that you know right now that you love who has talked to you about being exhausted and overwhelmed and overworked and giving of themselves repeatedly and wondering, oh, when am I going to have like space and room and time in my life for me? The more you stand up in your life and say, here's what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm honoring these boundaries for myself. I'm honoring this way of life. I'm getting in the driver's seat in this area. And this is how it's paying off. It's paying off in spades. It's paying off in my relationships. It's paying off in my energy. It's paying off in, you know, how successful I'm at work because I have greater creativity. I have greater effectiveness. I'm a better leader. I'm a better, you know, partner. I'm a better mom. I'm a better friend. I'm better in all of these areas because I so, you know, I choose to prioritize myself and give myself what I need. You are helping that person, like you're giving them permission to do the same thing. So it's not just about you and, and, and it, be, it could just be about you and that could be enough. But I do find that sometimes it is helpful for us to also zoom out a little bit and see how what we're doing, the decisions and choices that we're making are impacting other people. So I hope this episode was super helpful for you. And um, of course, do want to remind you again that Badass Boundaries is open. My three-month one-on-one container. Again, it's all about you deciding, here's how I want my life to look. Here's how I want my career to look. Here's here here's how I want things to go. I'm elevating the standard. I'm raising the standard. And then you getting some support 
as you go and you implement these changes in your life so that you can collapse time so that you can like remove some of the emotional angst and and emotional you know like internal conflict that can come with you establishing new limits and establishing new boundaries from somebody who gets it who has been there before and who can like walk you through so that you have a a less bumpy path so i will see you in in the next episode so i hope you enjoyed the podcast I hope something I said today was valuable for you and useful uh, that you can take away and use in your day-to-day life. Have any questions or feedback on the episode, definitely hit me up on Instagram at Ashley Morgan Live. And if you're thinking, man, I definitely need some support and I would like to work with you, um, also just drop me a note there. And of course, if you are, again, enjoying the show and it's resonating with you, would love it if you would subscribe and share it with a friend, leave a review. All of those things help us grow this conversation. And I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode.